Welcome to The Family Show. I'm your host, Eleanor Rossman, and joining me this day and every week are Brendan Randy Lee. So, so good to see you guys. Nice to be here. We so missed, good to see you. Yeah, we missed you last time. Brenda, are you feeling oh, better? I am. I am. You had a call Coming back. Something. Maybe you were just sick of us. That's possible. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, today moms and motherhood so we are right so so if you're into moms and motherhood this was this was actually a very big weekend for moms and motherhood sunday obviously was mother's day but saturday may 13th was the feast of our lady of fatima that's right right huge event in the life of the church the, the world in fact fulton sheen described mary's appearance at fatima as the beginning of the modern era mm. right um Kind of an odd Mother's Day weekend for Brenda. Once more, I'm stealing her stories, but it's just the way I am. Kind of selfish guy. But um, our daughters, Mary-Kate and Mary Grace, were competing on harp and hammer dulcimer at the Mid-Atlantic Flaw. Against each other? No, in different categories. Okay. At the Parsippany in Parsippany, New Jersey, right? Mm -hmm. So Brenda went with them to help out. Luke was down in Dallas playing at the Scarborough Renaissance Fair. Peter had a couple events. Claire and Teresa had like three or four gigs each. Mother's Day is kind of a, a big time. So so a lot of running around, no time to sit and stare at mom and tell her how great she is. And and I was <laughs> take kinda, about ten seconds. <laughs> I was kinda interested to see how this was all gonna play out, right? And Brenda gets back from New Jersey and how I would think you usually debrief on a holiday is what did you do? What did you get? Right. Mm -hmm. um, but that really didn't happen in our house. Too much craziness. So so Brenda's reflecting on her day. And what she says is, all my kids did beautiful things today. Mm -hmm. All my kids did beautiful things today. Um, which was true and really a pretty mom thing to recognize. Right. Brenda and I we did the homeschool thing. You did the homeschool thing too. So, mm -hmm. so, so Brenda's job was to be home full time. So now when she looks at the kids, she's kind of confronted with her career, yeah. her, her life's work, right? Yes. And, and she and I were talking on the phone on Saturday. Mary-Kate and, and Grace both played very well at the flaw, did very well. And Brenda says to me, you know, we really didn't do such a bad job. Yeah. Right. Um, and it kind of a funny, I mean, we live in this world that's all about personal accomplishment, personal enrichment, personal advancement. And then in America, maybe, maybe in the world, there is this one job, one career path where one's love for others is one's life work, mm -hmm. right? And, and we call that career path. Motherhood, yeah, right? Motherhood, what is it, right? One's love for others is one's life's work, right? And sometimes you hear people complain that we don't learn much about Mary in the Gospels. Yeah. And actually, we learn a great deal about her in the Gospels, right? Mary is sort of ever-present, but always invisible, mm -hmm. Right. Mary was in the life of the church memorable, not because she was visible, mm -hmm. but because we see heaven through her, mm -hmm. right? The apostles all revered Mary, right? 
as the as the assumption was impending end of her earthly life presence, right? Word is going out of that, you know, coming to you know conclusion, fruition, whatever. The apostles are scattered all around the world, but they all stop whatever they're doing to get back to the mother of the church before she goes, mm-hmm. right? Why this bond to Mary? And I think it's because Mary loved her children and she brought her children closer to Christ. That's what mothers do. And that tends to make you ever-present, but not so much visible, right? Right. We, we've talked on the show about how I love Bible stories that make no sense. No sense. That's right. So here's a great Bible story that makes no sense, right? Loaves and the fishes makes no sense. All the apostles, they're coming to Jesus. Hey, Jesus, master, the party's over. We've got 5,000 people here. They're all hungry. They've got no food. We've got no food, right? You got to send them away now before things get get worse. There's nothing here for them, Mm -hmm. right? This part of the story makes sense. Lord, if they go now, they can make it to McDonald's, (laughs) right? Hold them up any longer, they'll be fainting on the road, right? But then Andrew pops in and he messes everything up. Lord, I found a boy with five loaves and two fishes. Woohoo. Right, exactly. Who cares? Why would Andrew even bother reporting that? It's silly. It's nuts. Like, clearly not recognizing the, not addressing the problem, right? It's nuts unless you were at the wedding feast at Cana. It's not nuts if you saw Mary go to her son there and ask him to replenish the wine, right? Andrew knew the power of Jesus because he watched closely the mother of God, Mm. right? Mary helped Andrew know both who Jesus or what Jesus was about and also who Andrew could be in Christ, right? We remember Andrew because of what he saw, learned through Mary. Mary the Magnificat, my soul magnifies Magnifies the Lord, the glory of the Lord. Moms magnify the glory of the Lord for their children, right? And she's such a, um, I mean, if you develop a relationship with Mary, um, Mm -hmm. I always think of, you just never know from day to day what you're going to be served with Mm -hmm. your kids, with your family. for sure. And things change. You know, you think one day, this is good. Next day, "Mm, this is bigger than my paycheck here. But I always go back to Mary, because I know she points you to Christ, but I always there's a prayer that says, be with me in my joy, be with me in my pain, be with me in my sorrow. And yeah. she truly will be because she experienced all that to the 10th degree. She did. She knows. Mm-hmm. She knows. She will be there. 
if you let her. And I find real comfort in that. Yeah. You know, we always have a go-to mother, friend, you know? Yeah. You know, it's funny you should say that because lately I've resurrected that prayer of the seven sorrows of Mary. Mm -hmm. And I did say that for a while. And then I, you right. know how things go. It's oh, like yeah. I stick to this, this, and then I kind of dropped it. Right. And um, so I've been praying that again mm -hmm. as much as I can remember to pray it. Right. And it is powerful because, you know, no matter what you're going through, she yeah. went through that a hundred times yes. worse. I mean, she was immaculate. You know, it's a yes. piece without sin. It's just hard to understand how right. she could go through such a thing. But it does give you solace knowing that she's she knows. She gets it. She does. And if we could just model a pinhead of what she went mm -hmm. through, you know, it can yeah. kind of... And I remember saying that to, you know, a good friend um, of mine from high school. And she just, you know, said her daughter just left home to go with her boyfriend. And she, the mother's crushed. The parents are yeah. crushed. And... um I said, just go to Mary. Mm -hmm. She, you know, that's mm -hmm. just, yeah, she understands. Yeah. You know, not only, you know, you, you think about all this like sorrow and pain and understanding. All, I mean, and the question that comes to my mind is, why? You know, bag this. Let me, you know, I'm I'm headed to you know Bermuda or whatever, and you know, get away from all this. And like Brenda was saying, she wants to be in the midst of all this, which I think is a very mother thing to do. Yeah. Why is that? Because the welfare of her children mm -hmm. means paramount, is paramount, means more to her mm -hmm. than her own welfare, yes. right? Well, it's yeah. just like the prodigal son with the mm -hmm. father standing at the fence looking and looking. You never stop being a mother, no matter how spun out things get with your kids are devastating, you still have that place in your heart. Right. That and love is ever-present. pray and you have that love. I mean, the, the father, the prodigal son, the father could have been back in his office counting mm -hmm. all the money that his son blew. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And thinking you know all the I mean? negative things that could have him off. Constantly. Yeah. Right. But no, what is he doing? You know that he's always he always has hope in his heart because he was, I mean, he was out there before the kid even got up the driveway. Right. He empties himself of himself mm -hmm. so that he has room for his child, no matter where his child is or what his child is doing, right? Rich Mullins, Christian songwriter, at the end of his life, Rich was teaching music on a Navajo reservation in New Mexico. Um, and the land not too far from where Rich lived was marked by these giant rock formations that they, they jut out of the ground, huge, different sizes, different shapes but all really, really stunning. The area extends for miles. And the irony is that for all these rocks jutting out of the ground, the one that defines the, re the region, the one that everyone comes to see, the one everything is named for, is the rock that's not there, right? It's called window rock, which is this huge rock with a giant hole in it. Right? Hmm. You look through the rock and you see the sky. Right? The rock that stands out is not a rock that stands intact, mm -hmm. but the rock that emptied itself out so we could look through it and see heaven. Mm -hmm. Right? 
could have been named Mom Rock, right? Let me help you focus on find God, mm-hmm. right? That's what mothers do. It's that emptying themselves out, that, that, that invisibility that makes them able to magnify. Just like for Andrew, who Christ is and who you can be with him. We're going to stop for a break very quickly, but we'll be back in just a minute. We're talking about moms in motherhood. We are. Family show. So you better stay tuned or you'll be in trouble. Welcome back to The Family Show with Brendan Randy Lee, and we're talking about moms and motherhood. We are. So so here we are, Mother's Day, and one of the big issues of the day is what is a woman, right? And Bishop Robert Barron was saying the other day, more fundamentally, what is a person, mm-hmm. right? In the current age, at best, it's you're a body that happens to have a soul, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you're just a body, my body, myself, right, in this age. But, but at least, you know, it's, it's your body that happens to have a soul. But what if you're a soul that also has a body, right? And which of those you choose to see yourself as a soul with a body or a body with a soul will profoundly affect your life, hmm. right? In our culture, we tell women, correct me if I'm wrong, right? We tell women, people should see your body, relate to your body. Your body should define who you are. But the church says, people should see through your body to your soul. Mm -hmm. And in your soul, they should see through to God. Yeah. Right, right. If we don't understand womanhood, personhood, we're not going to understand motherhood, right? And we don't understand motherhood, not even biologically, which is surprising because Jesus was very clear on this, right? Mm -hmm. What's Jesus tell Nicodemus, right? John chapter three tells Nicodemus, you gotta be born again, born again, right? Well, Again, indicates how many births? Two. At least two, right? It's got to have two births. And if there are two births, how many labors? Well, I would say two. I would say two as well, right? So as God created motherhood, how many births and how many labors per child, right? What did you just tell me? Two. Two, right? We think think women bear birth children into the world and they do the first time yeah but the second time they bear them birth them into heaven we call that raising a child or raising them to be all god wants them to be now you're talking labor that's exactly (laughs) that's the point ask 
any mom and she'll tell you the labor on the second one is a whole lot longer, a whole lot harder, a whole lot more stressful than the first, Mm -hmm. right? Nicodemus hears the born again thing and asks Jesus, Mm-hmm. Isn't that really hard yeah. for me? Mm-hmm. Right? Nicodemus, buddy, think what it means for your mother. Mother. That's exactly right. Right? Brenda's sister, Barbara, right? 10 kids, 10 labors, 10 births. And people would ask her, how do you do that? Yeah. Right? And it's it's not the physical event of it that's the hardest part. It's knowing what's coming, living with what's coming, right? You know, as the birth gets closer, what labor's going to be like. Doesn't that freak you out? And Barbara would say, yes, not surprisingly, yes. As I get closer to the birth, I have to focus on the passion of Christ. What he did for me what he did for my child, and I pray to share in that love, in that passion. Mm -hmm. Motherhood is a very passionate job. Yeah. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. So so Rich Mullins had this this couple, these friends, they, they get pregnant, right? Right? They're having a baby, and the doctors tell the mom, your baby all sorts of problems, baby won't survive the pregnancy. We're telling you right now, baby won't survive the pregnancy. You're going to lose this pregnancy. Not even you're going to lose this baby, you're going to lose yeah. this pregnancy, right? But little Madeline gets born, mm-hmm. right? And as soon as the baby gets born, what do they do? Doctor sweeps it away. They got to do the inventory, see if anything's missing, right? So they don't get the sued for right. toes. To right. So doctors, they do the inventory and they come back and they say, I'm sorry, but this baby won't survive the day, right? And the next day, when little Madeline had survived the first day, they told the mom, she's not going to survive the week, right? And when little Madeline survives the week, they tell the mom, well, she's not going to survive the month. And when little Madeline goes home from the hospital, the doctors tell the mom, don't take too much from this because she's never going to survive the year, right? So little Madeline's blind, she's deaf, but she's also really loved, mm-hmm. right? And they celebrate Madeline's first birthday. Mm-hmm. And the doctors say, she'll never see another one of those. Wow. And at 16 months, little Madeline hits 12 pounds. That's little yeah. Madeline, right? 16 months, she's 12 pounds. And Rich Mullins would come over to their house and he would gravitate over to Madeline and he would pray with her, this blind, deaf, you know, baby. Mm -hmm. But Rich would pray with her, right? Not for her, but for him. Rich would share his most intimate prayers with little Madeline because Rich was convinced that she was a window, Mm. a trumpet, Mm -hmm. really, into heaven, right? Scripture tells us God hears the cries of the poor, right? And and the funny thing is, the doctors kept offering dates 
for how long little th- this family would have Madeline, right? But when the family asked God, God would say, today, save her today. Let the day's own troubles yeah. be enough for today. Mm-hmm. Consider the lilies. And if you know any lilies, right, a lily gets up in the morning. If it's sunny, a lily thanks God for the sunshine. If it's raining, a lily thanks God for the rain because lilies need both, right? Mm-hmm. The lily understands the day is filled with God's good gifts, right? It doesn't matter. Every day, lilies see the blessings in every work of God's hands every day. Same thing. A mother loves how many days at a time? One day at a time. One day. A mother loves one day at a time, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, Madeline reaches two, then two and a half. Finally, labor ends and her mom's love releases Madeline into heaven, right? And a mother doesn't want to release a child into death any more than God wants to release a child into hell. Right? Yeah. Ezekiel thirty three eleven, I take no pleasure in the death of a wicked man, mm-hmm. but rather his conversion that he may live. Yeah. God wants heaven for all his children, just as a mother wants life for all of hers. But moms don't release children into death. Moms bear their children that second time. Their love, a mother's love births their children into heaven, mm-hmm. right? And that's, that's what we, is that, is that this mother in that two and a half years, she didn't lose her child. Mm-hmm. She birthed that child into heaven. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful story. Yeah. And that's a great way of looking at motherhood. It you know, is. Just day by day. You know, I always kind of see things in pictures, and as you were talking, even from the first part of the show, I was thinking, you know, and I'm a really crappy quilter, I have to say (laughs) that out front. I just, I love the idea of it. Mm -hmm. I appreciate them. Mm -hmm. When I've tried them myself, not so, not so much, not too good, but the, the art, it is an art, Mm -hmm. but as you're doing it, you know, if you look at it, I know you've heard this probably before, but you know, if you look on the underside of a quilt or something, it looks like a mess. total disaster. Right. It's such a mess. Right. And if you focus on the mess, you're never going to get the quilt done. Mm-hmm. Right. So you periodically, you've got to turn it over and just gaze at what is happening there. Right. And I think, Brenda, with you and your two daughters, mm-hmm. you know, at this event and the other kids that mm-hmm. were doing this, mm-hmm. you got, you, you turn the quilt over. Right. You gaze at, you know, the right. beauty of the art, mm-hmm. because motherhood mm-hmm. is an art. Right. Um, I don't know if the job is really ever finished right. until they're all in heaven. But, right. mm-hmm. you know, that that's kind of where it's at. If we, we, we need to be careful that we just don't look at the pretty all the time and just judge everything by that, you know? Yeah. And I, I was thinking on the way over here, because I did ask Randy at the stoplight, what are we talking about today? <laughs> And, <laughs> so much preparation on and my thought went to young mothers because I was just yeah. saying to my daughter because we spent a lot of time in the car and we the reason I went I was the like the grandma to the baby who cried for two and a half hours on the way up at uh. like 10 o'clock at night and you know I was driving and I'm like okay <laughs> but I told her that um you know I and she kept saying I'm sorry I'm sorry I said don't worry about it I said and she's 
I just know for my own daughter, everything is so chaotic now. She's pregnant with her third, and there's going to be like, you know, triplets, really. They're so... (laughs) But I said... Irish twins, This is going to pass. I Mm -hmm. said, savor each day. It's going to be chaotic. Don't try to... But what these moms need, and maybe what our churches need to get back to, is a group for young moms. Mm -hmm. After Mass, grab a cup of coffee. We'll have someone watch your kids, or the kids will have something in the... You know, in the same room, someone can be there. Just talk to one another. We're missing major. When we always say, oh, the young people of the future are our church. Well, it's not going to just happen. We need to foster that and even maybe sprinkle in some seasoned moms in that room. And you know what I mean? Just what you're just saying about the quilt. Because right now what they're saying is, Everything's out of control. Everything's out of control. It's going to be like this forever. And it was like that for us. You know, it reminds me of um, St. Teresa's, which is where two of my kids belong in New Cumberland. After the 930 Mass, you know, and a lot of churches do this. They have the coffee and donuts. But I noticed that it's a lot of the young families, of course, because the kids are like, we're not leaving until we get a donut. Right. But the kids tend to bond. And I noticed that the young parents are also speaking to each other, sharing their... And I think it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And it might take a young mom to come through and say, hey, can we use the room and offer a young mom's For sure. Well, let's let's think on this because we're out of time. And young dads group. Yeah, dads too. And we invite you all to join us every Friday at 1230 on AM 720 for the Family Show. And keep us in your prayers. For Brendan, Randy Lee, I'm Eleanor Rossman, and we leave you with the beautiful sound of seasons.